welcome to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, industry updates for the modern dairy family. I'm Melissa Lima, your North Coast and Organic Field Services representative, bringing you our bi-weekly episode of Seen and Heard, which this week features a sit-down interview with Owen Feenstra of EverAg, talking to producers about the pasture range forage program offered via USDA. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We will kick it right off with a market update with Tiffany LaMandola, our contract economist, also of EverEgg. Pacific Gas and Electric is here to remind you that signs keep you safe. Sections of our natural gas transmission pipeline travel underground and beneath agricultural land. For the safety of you, your family, and your employees, Pipeline markers are placed to indicate the approximate location of the pipe as a reminder to use extra care. Removing a pipeline marker creates a serious safety hazard. To have additional markers placed or report damaged or missing markers, please call your PG&E account manager or our Agricultural Customer Service Center at 877-311-3276. To learn more, visit www.pge.com agsafety. Remember, signs keep you safe. Hi folks, hope you had a great week. We saw CME cheddar cheese top $2 a pound for the first time since July. Blocks closed at 206 with barrels at 209. There seems to be a little anxiety around perhaps tighter supplies ahead of what's uh, the holiday demand season coming up. Though most contacts say there seems to be enough cheese out in the countryside to fill orders. The class three futures market followed suit early on with prices pushing higher for Monday, but then spent the rest of the week mostly in negative territory. Over on butter, we hit again all-time new record highs early on in the week. However, we did see butter prices slip some here at the end of the week. We still closed at 313.25, down four cents alone on Friday. Non-fat dry milk tried to get up and rally, but seems to be having a hard time pushing back towards that 160 mark. We ended the week at 157. We also lost a little bit on whey at the end of the week, closing at 46 cents. Uh, USDA released their latest WASDE report on the grain uh, crops. Soybean yields came in a little below forecast and certainly down from the August expectations. Corn yields were relatively uh, unchanged, but were down uh, from last year. I'm, I'm sorry, from last month. Both markets moved higher in the aftermath of that report. Next week gets a little bit busier on the report front. We have a milk production report for the month of August on Monday. We'll have another global dairy trade event out of Oceana on Tuesday and then a look at updated inventory levels in the cold storage report on Thursday. Please reach out with any questions. Yosemite Farm Credit is the farmer's choice for agriculture financing. As a farmer-owned cooperative, we are dedicated to serving our neighbors in the agriculture community with financial products and services tailored to your operation and backed with the relationship you can trust. Whether you're purchasing real estate, making improvements to the dairy, or wanting to purchase or lease equipment, we're here to help our members prosper. Visit our website at yosemitefarmcredit.com to find a branch location nearest you. Hi, and 
welcome back to Seen and Heard. We are really excited to have with us today Owen Feenstra of EverAg. Welcome, Owen, to the podcast. Hey, thank you. Glad to, glad to be here and jump on with y'all. Absolutely. We've had Owen in person with some producers last fall to talk about the program we're going to cover today, but we thought a podcast might be a nice way to get it out to a few more dairymen. So before I bury the lead too much, Owen, um, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do over at EverAg and why you're here today? Of course. Yeah. No, so my name is Owen Feenstra. Um, I'm here located in Chicago, um, but not an not a Illinois Chicago native. Grew up on a dairy farm in Southern Arizona and then found myself in the Western suburbs of Chicago for, for school and um, stuck around, got an internship that turned into a job here at EverAg. But uh, what I do specifically at EverAg is I'm an agent broker. Um, so I'm pretty much just trying to help dairymen, you know, define their risk in, in, in the dairy markets. Um, I guess I'll start with the dairy piece first and then, you know, help them navigate the tools that are available to them to, you know, manage that price risk. Um, you know, on whatever, you know, however their milk check breakdown is between class three, class four, you know, and whatnot. So yeah, analyzing markets, helping producers manage that risk. And then um, also I am ahead of our PRF, you know, division on the, on the crop insurance side, which is kind of what he, we're here to, today to talk about. And that kind of came from, um, yeah, growing up in Southern Arizona, it's extremely dry and there's a lack of precipitation. So um, whenever I'm learning about new things here in the office that I think can benefit, you know, our own dairy, um, I kind of hop on those pretty quick. And this was something that, you know, I found about two, three years ago that I knew would help the home, you know, operation. So Definitely. I kind of, you know, dove in and then from that, you know, ensuring our own, our own operation have kind of turned into the head here, helping other, other pr producers and growers get signed up for that. So. Awesome. And so PRF, um, pasture range forage program is one of those tools dairymen can have in their toolbox. Like you said, we've been talking about it for a couple of years. I've noticed over the last couple of years, there's been a few more takers each year. And I think as word gets out about the program and its benefits, producers get a little more excited about it. And so um, just a little bit of background, PRF is a program that's administered by USDA, but it's purchased through an approved um, private insurance broker. So producers have to have an insurance broker. You can't just go down to the USDA office and sign up. It's a little right. bit different in that way, but it's a really great program. So I'll let you kind of take it away, Owen, describing sort of the, maybe the program itself and then the process if producers are interested. Yeah, so, I mean, the quick and dirty on PRF is it's uh, area-based insurance um, in the way that I like to kind of, you know, start, I guess when I'm explaining it is if you're familiar with like put options, you know, it's a put option on rain. Um, what, what this program allows you to do is that, you know, wherever you're located and, you know, the lower 48 contiguous, you know, states in the USA, um, for wherever you're located at, you're gonna fall into a predetermined area by the, by NOAA or the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association. It's a 17 by 17 mile grid that, yeah, wherever you fall into, um, they have been taking rainfall data over the last 74 years. And what this program allows you to do is go in there and protect, your, protect yourself against a uh, lack of rainfall. Um, and they're measuring that against, you know, the historical average for your location. So 
I mean, it wrapped up really what it is, is you're just protecting yourself against a lack of rainfall, a historical average. Um, the program allows you to protect 70 to 90% of average rainfall for your area um, in specific times of the year intervals, which we'll get into. But um, if rainfall during this, you know, the specific time of the year that you um, ensure falls below um, your coverage level, then a payment could be triggered or an indemnity as they call it insurance. So you can, like I said, you can, you can ensure 70 to 90% of average rainfall and they allow you to do that at a minimum or through 11 intervals um, throughout the year. Um, these intervals are two month periods, January, February being one, February, March being one, you know, March, April, so on and so forth. Um, you can you can ensure at a minimum um, six. Um, I'm sorry, you can ensure at a minimum two and a maximum up to six, depending on where you're at in the U.S. Um, but yeah, and you, it's it's you're not obligated to ensure all of your acreage. Um, you can do a little bit, do all of it. Um, but there are some uh, rules as to what kind of acreage you can ensure against the lack of rainfall. And those pretty much come and in, fall into two categories, all of your haying ground um, or all of your grazing ground. But it has to be done on perennial forages. So think, um, you know, perennial forages, alfalfa, fescue, orchard grass, perennial rye, um, those, those, types of, those types of forages. That's where the name comes from. It's pasture range forage, not necessarily other crops, basically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. And it's 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 a it's an annual product. Um, you know, there's you make one decision a year. Um, it's pretty it's pretty easy on the uh, I guess paperwork side of things. With other insurance products, you don't necessarily have to, or in some other insurance products, you're doing paperwork throughout the year. But the time to sign up is September first to December first. You're going to choose, you know, your your acreage, your um, yeah, the intended use, whether that be hang ground or grazing ground. Um, and, and all those decisions need to be made before December 1st, which is the deadline. So we're just so. into that sign up period and we have a few weeks to decide, but it's probably a good idea for producers to kind of start making moves and, and making decisions. Correct. Yeah. And on the decision side, um, you know, if you've got, you know, 50 acres or 100 acres, um, you know, a piece of it, which I, 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 should, I should jump into a little bit more here, um, is you know, at a minimum of two intervals or a maximum of five, um, it's not like you're putting specific fields to ensure um, you know, within, those, within those individual intervals. What, what you're doing is you're, you're allocating a percentage of your total acreage into you know, those two to five, two to six intervals. Okay. So um, it's not necessarily you're putting you know, a, a specific field in a specific you know, time frame of the year. Um, and, you know, one thing to be aware of is, um, yeah, your operation is going to fall into a 17 mile by 17 mile grid. Um, but it's not just because, um, you know, it's, it's not necessarily the, it, the, the rainfall that you're going to see, you know, on your rain gauge, you know, on the back of the barn. Um, the, right. it's, a, it's a set rainfall amount pr provided by NOAA, I think. Is that correct? Correct, correct. So the way that, and this is important, the way that they collect those rainfall measurements is from the center of your grid. These NOAA rainfall stations are all over 
you know, the lower 48. So what they're going to do is from the center of your grid, um, wherever your operation falls, they're going to take the four nearest rainfall stations rainfall measurement. And that's how they're going to come out with a, with a weighted smoothed, um, you know, end result and pre precipitation for um, your operation during a specific time of the year. I think that's a really good point to make because I know last year, like at one of our meetings, we had a lot of producers and they were getting really into like nervous specifics about like, wow, yeah, I got this at my barn and this at my milk house and it, you know they're a mile away and it 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 yeah. really comes from an average and it's it's determined in a really good way so that it isn't like put anybody at a disadvantage if maybe you know that 17 mile square is covers a lot of different terrain. Yeah, no, that's that that's a good point and. And, you know, that is something that some producers get, you know, a little worried about, but that's also why, um, you know, we take this on, a, we take this on, a, you know, operation by operation basis. Um, you know, we're going to look at 74 years of, you know, rainfall data, um, look back at historically, you know, what this program could have done for you on a 5, 10, 20 year, you know, period. And if, you know, that is a concern, um, you know, we can kind of back into the data to kind of help us make a decision, you know, if that's something that you want to um, enter into or not. So, awesome. Well, I think another good thing to talk about, Owen, is um, payouts. It's kind of the big magic word for every dairy producer. Yes, One of course. That, yeah, Tiffany and I have talked about this a couple of different times. She's mentioned it in the market update as well. Um, this isn't a program that's going to be a magic pill for anything, but it is a good, consistent payout that helps cash flow in years, especially like this where we're seeing. Um, increased feed prices, a drought, like all these kind of things coming together to create a, a perfect ugly storm for dairy producers. This is a, a thing, a program that can just help enough to kind of get you through, it seems like. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely, and I mean, you know, talking to producers who have used it that, you know, we've helped get signed up and use the product. Um, it definitely, and it depends on, op, you know, your operation size. If you're insuring, you know, 30 acres or if you're insuring, you know, 20,000 on a ranch in Montana, you know, the payouts are going to be a little bit different, but um, it definitely can help smooth, you know, some of the, the I guess, the volatility and 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 the, and the feed costs that, you know, operations are facing. Um, but as, as far as how payouts go, um, so your premium is actually um, not due until the end of the calendar year that you're insuring. So it's, okay. it's, it's, it's cash friendly in that it's not it's not due up front. Um, and so if, you know, if you, whatever your set premium is for how many acres you're insuring um, or whatnot, you know, that's, that's what you can expect to pay if there is, you know, an incredible year of rain, um, which is a good thing for the operation. That's what we want um, at the end of the year. But um, as you start working through the calendar year, um, you know, if there is a lack of rainfall and during your grids, or, or I'm sorry, during your intervals that you that you've selected or chosen, um, you know, if you have a $500 premium and the lack of rainfall for the Jan Feb period that you insured triggers an indemnity that's $700, then they're going to send you a paycheck for an indemnity for $200 because it's already covered your premium. Um, and there's no, there's no paperwork, um, that needs to be done on your end as the producer to, to, um, you know, get that premium payment. So 
it will it once once your once your uh, indemnities have covered your initial premium throughout the year, um, then anything above and beyond that will be a direct payment. Awesome. It's it sounds like a really great program. It's pretty user friendly, I think. Also, you have the added benefit of having a broker helping you out. So yeah. if if Dairyman's interest is piqued by this program, Owen, what should be their next steps in getting in touch with you to get the ball rolling? Yeah, and, and I'll I'll give my contact info too here at the end. But I mean, between myself um, and Tiffany, you know, Lamandola, who's out there, um, boots on the ground as well. Um, you know, get in touch with us. I'm pretty excited um, about, I guess, as far as answering the questions of next steps. I've worked with our quantitative analyst for um, the last couple of months, actually putting together an analysis tool. Um, so, and that's, and in, in pretty much what she's doing is she is, you know, the, the Calcar analysis tool that she has created is scrubbing, looking through 74 years of data and figuring out what is the best way for the individual producer um, to ensure their ground, what timeframes, what percentage of allocation of acreage should be put into those intervals or timeframes, oh, awesome. um, and then actually have the ability to show you on a five, 10 or 20 year basis, you know, what is the net return to you over those, you know, pre-selected, you know, timeframes that you're wanting to look at. So next steps, reach out. Um, you know, we're, we're here to help. I think we've created some pretty cool, you know, tech on the back end to help producers make um, a quick and easy decision. Uh, and then we'll start working with you to get, you know, paperwork done to, um, you know, get all that wrapped up and completed by December 1st. And we'll include your contact information, Owen, in the yeah. show notes so that it's easily accessible. We're also going to put a little feature in our update this coming week about PRF. So be sure to check out the update if you're listening today. And there'll be contact information for Owen and Tiffany there um, so that you could reach out. Anything we didn't cover, Owen, or anything you want to mention to producers before we let you off the hook this Friday morning? Um, no, I mean, I, I think, I think we pretty much covered it. It's a, it's a pretty simple program. Um, and like I said, it's an annual product. So if you, if you like it, you know, going into this year and 2023 turns out to be a year that, you know, you've seen some use for the program. Um, it's an annual product, so it'll just roll over. Um, but other than that, I mean, a few other things, you know, there's a lot of optionality in it. Like I said, it's super cash friendly. You know, you don't have to pay for that, um, you know, premium till you know, after the year. Um, and it's, and it is subsidized. So it's, you know, the government is picking up half the tab. So it's, 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 uh, I think it's a, I think it's an exciting tool. And there's a reason why the U.S. is growing um, year over year in this product exponentially, you know, more, there's, there's a lot of rangeland and pasture, pasture land out there in the U.S. So. We first Great started product. hearing about this through a lot of our friends in the beef industry, and then it's really become popular with our, our dairy producers the last yeah. few years. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Owen, for joining us today. You did pretty good for your first podcast. Um, we really yeah, appreciate, appreciate it. it. <laughs> and if we have any um, further interest, we may throw together a webinar for folks. So if you're interested, ping us on the email and um, yeah. absolutely reach out to Owen and or Tiffany about the program if you want to get started. Thanks again, Owen. Take care. Hey, thank you. 
Did you know that you can turn your dairy manure into cash? Bennett Environmental is offering above-ground dairy digesters at no cost to you. These systems can also remove nitrates from your lagoons to help you comply with water board regulations. Our proven above-ground technology will generate income for your dairy into the foreseeable future. Because we truck the renewable natural gas off-site, your dairy can profit regardless of your location. Bennett Environmental, turning your wastewater liabilities into sustainable assets. Learn more at bennett-environmental.com. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Seen and Heard, industry updates for the modern dairy family. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We want to give a special shout out to Tiffany LaMandola, our contract economist, and Owen Feenstra, both of EverAg. If you have comments, content requests, or any questions for us, please don't hesitate to shoot us an email at info at wudairies.com. We also hope you will take time to rate, review, and subscribe to Seen and Heard on your favorite listening platforms. We hope you'll join us next week. We're going to have a special quick bonus episode introducing some new Western United Dairy staff members to our listening audience. And in the meantime, I hope you have a great week, everyone. While Western United Dairies respects the varied views of our podcast guests, please know that views expressed on Seen and Heard may not necessarily reflect the positions of the Western United Dairies Board of Directors. Thank you to Western United Dairies' generous business sponsors, The Morningstar Company, Holt of California, Farm Credit Alliance, PG&E, Arata Swingle and Van Eggman, Yosemite Farm Credit, FNR Ag Services, Moss Energy Works, California Dairy Magazine, and Bennett Environmental. We appreciate our sponsors and thank them for their continued support. If you'd like more information on how to sponsor Western United Dairies or this podcast, please send us an email at info at wudairies.com.